Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. This is The Potty with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P-O-D-D-Y. Women and men, boys and girls, we're back. It's the Trim Healthy Podcast with Serene, Pearl, and Danny, and we're so pumped to be chatting with you again in your living room slash car slash kitchen slash shower. Slash shower, do they do it there? Don't say slash potty. Slash potty. You are allowed to listen to us on the potty. You can listen to the potty on the potty if you want. Trim Healthy Podcast my way. But just don't write in and say that you were. (laughs) Yeah. No, Keep actually, I'd like to secret. see those. I'd actually like to see how many are No, like... you don't. You don't want to see pictures, hey, did Danny. Did anyone no, 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 no. see Danny's picture from last party? Mm, oh, the, pink, the pink face. I'm, 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 I'm. Serene, yeah. we do these a little ahead of time, so now you're messing up by saying that. Oh. I, I, I just broke the whole. Yeah. I betrayed the you whole. You betrayed the whole podcast. Oh, hey, um, also, Serene's baby, little Solly here, is no longer uh, a newborn or little or quiet. She wants to take over the whole podcast. Yeah, I'm trying she's... to keep her under my nene tent and keep her all quiet. It's not happening. And she's actually got knee pads on and she's ready for adventure. She's yeah. crawling everywhere. Not interested in sleeping or being quiet. So welcome to... The potty. <laughs> well, we've got a great a noise potty, in the potty. <laughs> hmm. for you today. So we have a listener question. Would you like to answer it, lads? Lasses? Lass- no, it's lasses. We're the lassies and you're the lad. I don't know my British lang- Ebonics. <laughs> like British which? Ebonics? I don't know. Is that real? Let's get to the question. All right. So it's from Anonymous and it's a good one. And I bet you got goods for her. Hi there. I love listening to your potties each week. They are refreshing and I learned so much. Things I would love to hear about are how to make your dreams come to fruition. I have an old cookbook written by Serene Solace. <laughs> I have an old little cookbook. baby. She doesn't know I'm telling her. I have an old cookbook written by Serene that includes raw food. And I also saw that Serene and Pearl also tried to reach their goals through music. It seems that they never gave up and have found their niche. Oh, we gave up, boys and <laughs> what, girls. What kept them going? How did they not let defeat hold them back? Sometimes people feel, quote, safe, unquote, not pursuing goals. Thanks for all you do. Anonymous. Mm, what an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd have to say, I'd have to say so much. Where do we start with this? First of Serena? all, I've been watching a lot of Shark Tank. Ah! And the word that a lot of people use, they're like, Wow, you guys were hustlers, weren't you? Well, Hustling. we weren't. <laughs> we didn't hustle for our dreams. We did a lot of stuff and we did a lot of failures, but we weren't like those ambitious, let's let's hustle, let's get out there, let's do this, let's make a record, let's do this, let's write books. No. I think it came from an overflow, and here's what I want to say. If you have a dream, if it is something that is an overflow in you where it has – where you've reached something that it's really helped you and changed your life and – and it's an it's been a need that has been fulfilled in your own life and and you just know others are going to be blessed by it let me tell you that that dream will come true yeah just having a dream for dream's sake i think that's when a lot of people get defeated now you could even talk about good old charlie straight pants my husband 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look look how successful he is right now. Mm -hmm. But was it his dream? So not his dream. See, I want to talk about the good and the bad of dreams today. Because sometimes we just get dreams in in our heads because we think, well, hey, this little idea occurred to me and now I better work my whole life to make it happen. It's like Sometimes that's not it. (laughs) It's like a list for your future spouse. Okay. They're going to drive a red Ferrari, be a businessman, be a blah, blah. Pearl had all that on her list. Yeah. Was it what she married? No, I said no, I was better than that. I said I would never, ever marry a man who drove a, tr- a pickup truck mm. and who wore a, a ball cap. Oh, yeah. those were not appealing to me. Yeah, as I look at me and as I look at Danny, who's totally cap. in a ball cap today. And then who did Charlie only will drive a truck and only will wear a ball cap, my husband, and he's just been amazing. So let's talk about all the things of dreams, the good and the bad, and how to reach them and but how like big time to how to Charlie overcome failures. Seconds. It's really oh, my husband. It's huge if you, if you didn't mind, if you think it would be Okay, cool. I will. Let's start with my husband, Charlie. Um, and that's how we met in the music world. He was such a brilliant musician. Like my husband's talent is amazing, self-taught. When I met him, he's country music. He could yodel like nobody else in the world. I know that sounds crazy, but it There's was an a exceptional talent. Like, there talent. was rock bands who were buying out his yodel like to put in loops. He, yeah. It was like that amazing. But just incredible on the guitar. Can you still do it? He's like a George Strait. Country so when music. he was a little kid, he realized he had this talent, right? So he spent his whole life working towards that. When I met him, he was going to be a recording artist. You know, a, a big Nashville company had just picked him up. And... um Actually, right after we got married, there was a turnover in that music and he got dropped. So, But he knew for sure that his destination in life was to be a big-time George Strait-type music recording And not because he wanted to be famous, but because it was his gifting. And he'd worked toward it his whole life. Um, It never happened. Never. It wasn't to be. Does he regret that? He used to, Danny. It was years of really tough stuff where he actually, he'd tell you, he was mad at God. He wouldn't open his mouth. He would never sing, not at church, not anywhere. No, because it's like, hey, I gave my life to this and God, you didn't let this be fulfilled and what, what am I here for? I mean, um, he was mad for years and then um, and then he grew out of it. And one day he was like, look what I have. I mean, Did he grow out of it once he started selling books? No, mm-hmm. it was before no, that, was totally thank the Lord. It wasn't that. like, okay, now we're all doing well with Trim Healthy Mama yeah. and I'm the CEO and I overlooked this and it's doing great. He no, dealt with this while he, he was yet a, quote, failure. While he, he was giving blood was to a support failure. the family. At mm. our lowest of lows when we had no money and he was a, you know, he went from security guard to like pawn shop manager, just doing the grind. And, and you made a great point. The man was giving blood yeah. to pay bills. I used to live with them because Pearl and I would do singing on the side mm-hmm. and we had to kind of, we've always kind of had to live next door together. Yeah. And so I lived in their apartment and yeah, he would come home so exhausted because after work, he'd go give blood. <laughs> but <laughs> and all then that walk to say, home because the car broke down. All that to say, we're talking about dreams here. It wasn't like he... Yes, he, he went through many years of, okay, he was sort of mad. He's like, I didn't get my way here, God, you know. And then in the end, he realized when he just started digging into the word, he's like, okay, I'm not giving up and saying, well, you didn't answer that one, did you? It was a changeover to, boy, God, you got something better for me. I'm so excited about, and he's not an excited person, but in his soul, it was like, I'm so excited about this other thing that I'm here for, and I don't even know what it is yet. I'm I'm here, and it, it, a lot of it was just, I'm here to honor your word, whatever that is in my life, and it, it changed my husband's life. Mm-hmm. And 
It's not kind of a, resi- a letting go. It's a letting go, but it wasn't like a, a failure of like, none of my dreams come true. You know, I'm going to turn bitter. And I feel it like was, sometimes God gives us talents. And, and this is what the, the owner of the Judds said to Pearl mm-hmm. and I when we, um, we were in country music for a while. And yeah. um, anyway, we got to meet one of their producers and he's like, you know what, girls? I don't know if you want to get into this music business because it's a real rat race and it can bring unhappiness. And, mm. and he said, I reckon sometimes God gives gifts just for you to enjoy them, yeah. just for you to sing around the house, just for you to sing for your family. Like sometimes it's not for mm. anything more than that. Sometimes it's just so that you, it's it's a pleasure mm-hmm. for you. But um, yeah, I, I've seen the same with my husband too, things that he was naturally gifted in, things that I thought for sure would be how it, he would provide for our family. Yes. And it never was. And now with this Trim Healthy Mama thing, our guys are shining. They are so busy. It's They're the brains behind it, not mm-hmm. Pearl and I necessarily. They And they work hard and their giftings are coming out in so many areas. But it wasn't what they thought. No. But it's so what I think God when we talk up. about dreams today, if it's just something that you get fixated on because you're like, this is what I was here to do in this world, maybe it's something different. I look at Serene and I and, you know, where God has us now. Serene, would you have thought that this was going to be oh. it? I, I, now I no know. Way. I mean, there's a release. There's a blessing on on what God has given us and, and this message. I mean, it just I feel it in every fiber of my mm-hmm, being. Mm-hmm. But we went down so many Let's talk other about angles. Cafe Milano. Okay. So when we were singing, Serene and I enjoyed singing together and we loved it. And doors opened up for us and we sort of walked through them. But it... All the while, I felt my bones, this is not quite right. This is not quite right, yeah, right? Right, exactly. We had some major, major So failures. we just loved singing with the guitar and the mm-hmm. harmonies of each other, and it was just it was kind of organic and raw. But then a record company got hold of us and said, oh, yeah, love it, but we need to put a band behind you. And <laughs> Serene, you need to headbang and, like, mosh and, like, jump into the crowd. I've seen because, this video. Yeah. And it's like, this would be cool, right? And then we had- Is um, it on YouTube still? Oh, please. I don't know. You can look. You can, you can Google Cup. CUP. Considering lilies. Yeah. Anyway. But by the way, time. I'm sorry, time period. What what year was this? 90s, early 90s. Like 92-ish? We got a record deal with Forefront Records in, um, when did I get married? Say, and it's not yeah. like we really, really were pushing the door open, but we, like you said, we walked through it. But the deal I don't know is, when I got we even had people that designed our clothing and, yeah. they, and they were like velvet frog suits. They were like green, long suit coats and they were velvet and shiny. Mm. It was so Awful. We mm. felt like the biggest fakers in the whole entire world. But we had to do this one event at this place called Cafe Milano, downtown Nashville. Okay, can I set the scene? Yes, please. If you want to ever hear about failure, this is a good story. Okay. I'm so excited. So um, so we put out a new record, Considering Lily, and there was a lot of buzz about it. The, everyone was sort of digging it, liking it. And at the time in Christian music, there was a lot of crossover from Christian to mainstream. DC Talk were doing it. A few others were doing it. And so uh, Forefront had just been bought out by uh, EMI. EMI, Virgin Records. I, And so they said, okay, girls, we're going to do a full-on um, – Set. You guys are going to go to Cafe Milano, downtown Nashville. They bought the whole place out, catered dinner for everyone, got all the big music execs from L.A. to fly in. The biggest names in music to watch Serene and I perform songs for our new record. At Cafe Milano. Cafe Milano. like It's the place to be. Okay. The Cool Kids Club. Absolutely. Every cool kid in town was there to watch us. We get up. (laughs) We fall. (laughs) <laughs> on our faces it was like the worst i've never had ever i've never sung that badly in my life well, Serene. i don't even dance 
Okay. So, but because I, and they wanted to choreograph things for us and I didn't feel right about that. So I said, I'll just do my own thing. But because I didn't dance, I thought, well, I'll go the other way and just move like a weirdo. Like, just like a, I don't know. Can you please recreate the Some alternative the um, just real willow oh, tree man. that maybe had been uprooted and was blowing like in the wind across the stage. Like, I can't picture it. Show me what you mean. Yeah, this is what you went with. Like oh, that. like you the thing see? outside of the oh, car dealership. Yes, the car dealership. Yes, balloon thing. The big yellow guy with the hands. Yes, that's what you went with. That's what I was doing. doing. Okay. The wind and the hands Don't and know the why weird, she was like, doing eclectic. And I, and I wanted to do like a tattoo effect. So I had drawn flowers because we were a hippie band because it was considering Lily. And I'd drawn lilies all over my feet <laughs> and all over my hands with felt tips. Wow. I was a clown, people. Okay, so while so she was bad. doing the crazy dancing, we don't know why she decided to do that. I was really, uh, there was a piano piece where I actually, I'm a, I'm a piano player and I, I compose this piece. It was a really beautiful piece and usually I can play it. Never have a problem you in my life. Own Finesse. A piano. Yeah, yeah. I can play that thing. I'd never had a problem in my life. I play it and my fingers are slipping all over the piano. Like oh, sweat. Slime notes. Or Wrong notes, and it's a piano piece, and Serena and I are singing beautiful harmonies, and ding, ding. Like, it's like that girl has never played piano in her life. Okay, the set, and, and we did not get a big response either. After every song, there's like a smattering of polite applause. A polite. People have flown in, man. Like, it was a display. Some of the big guys had to leave early, like, they didn't even stay for the set after the set. Serena and I were, we knew it had gone so yeah. badly. We just knew yeah. it in our gut. We went and hid. There yeah, was a mortified. closet. There was, was a, a closet, closet, a mop closet. Serena and I literally hid in the mop closet. And <laughs> With my flowers all over me. <laughs> and one of the A&R people had to come find us. And she said, girls, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, that, that's that was the compliment. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you're, wait, you're like, wait, who said it was bad? <laughs> oh, man. It's- Needless to say. Actually, the album went on and it did pretty well. It went to sell well, but we never crossed over. All those big guys from LA, you know, thought we were useless. And and you know what? It's okay. It wasn't to be. So, but but this was talk not about cir- falling on your face, though. Right, epic failure. I mean, this is circa ninety three, ninety four ish, and that that that's what. How, do somebody do the math? How many years ago is this? We have an accountant. Oh, this in is twenty two. I'd say okay. twenty three years ago. So twenty three years ago. But it takes 20 – so, like, somebody sees you now and it has, of course, the appearance of this overnight success. You simply wrote a book in a weekend and that's the that's the five view years. from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know it took five years, but see, people that write in with questions like this and say, how do you get to your dreams, right? It looks like you did some sort of magical thing, but we're talking 20 years of failure – yeah. Of cr- producing content, trying this thing, doing that thing. Yeah, we tried a couple of uh, records. We three, would sit actually at the back of that. our concerts and we would open up for people and travel on the road in like stupid little vans for like 19 hours at a mm. time and then and then go to concerts opening up for people and then sit at the back and the, the main liner has got all the lines for the signature and we're sitting there. Hoping people would come for our autograph. Hoping. <laughs> I mean, just like without stacks of CDs that never go down. That's kind of like get sold. Boy, that reminds me of myself at your book signings. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, come on, Danny, you come yeah. too, and I'm just oh, in the sorry, corner Danny. on my phone oh, for like no, two hours while you sign books. You do get some some sign. You're like, we were like, hey, you want Danny? Yeah, <laughs> there's Danny. There's all these Danny here. Yeah, it's like every 45 minutes, somebody's like, oh, uh, no, I guess I guess I'll have his. That's fine. <laughs> oh man, yeah, our piles of CDs would never go down. You know, it's good for the character to have some failures, is it not? Epic fail. 
so good for yeah, the character. Really good. I say failure makes you. If it doesn't turn you bitter, it makes you such a better, resilient person. Yes, right. Because you start after you've after you've fallen on your face Remember that many that time, times. Though before yeah. the Cafe Milano, before the record contract, what about when we just went around singing with our parents around mm-hmm. America when we first came? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. always cool. And we sing at these churches. And I remember once. I mean, it sounds we, like we're bad talent here. <laughs> we were going to sing Greatest Thy Faithfulness. We're just telling you the failures. And I said, I'm going to sing a very special song for you tonight. <laughs> it's called, I forgot the name of the hymn, Greatest Thy Faithfulness. Totally yeah. forgot it. Yeah, she couldn't. It just, it just, And then she looked at me and it's like, it's called Pearl. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 we forgot the name of "Great Is Thy Faithfulness," but then we start just singing the song because you because of the whole stage thing. You just kind of went into blankness, just blank. Oh, but yeah. then we got what the laughter bug. We couldn't like, stop laughing, and it was think. like instead of singing, all we did was stand up there, and it wasn't funny to anyone in the audience. But you were giggling. But the more. But- they looked at us like we're morons the more we started giggling and just lost it. And then it. we couldn't control it. And what about the time when we were with the record company and we were touring around? And and that time I just had Arden, my firstborn, yeah. and nobody knew I had a baby because it was kind of like hush-hush because we were meant to be cool, oh, like a rock band and, and draw yeah. the young crowd in. We yeah. didn't, they didn't want us to be Can't married be with nursing babies. nursing mom. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the time when the early season of, of the baby where there was a lot of milk Mm-hmm. And the thought of the baby would cause the milk to come, oh. right? So I put a bunch of face cloths, a couple of pieces. You, she didn't have on any each, nursing each um, pads. Yeah, I'd run out. So I'm like, what do I do? So from the motel, I put a face cloth, face cloths. one and one each side, because I thought milk spurting out on stage is not going to be good. And I miss my baby for a whole hour and a half of the concert. You mean I'm to cover think, the bio bottles? Yeah, to, to cover the milk. It yeah. might spurt if I think about Arden, right? And so I'm there and I have a black singlet on and this. Good old white nursing bra and, and I think very well hidden um, rags. Like Yeah, but they were sort of, yeah, there was Okay, up. and so, but I don't realize there's, what do you call it, blue light or black light? It's the light that whatever makes white makes it shine. Makes white glow to black white light. White glow. So I think it's great and I'm, and, and I'm moshing across the stage, headbanging, doing the big thing the record company wants us to do. And then I go back after the concert yeah. and I go feed the baby and somebody, the producer, the man, the the manager of that particular event. Yeah, they came to me first, and they yeah. said, "We've had a lot of comments. Would you tell your sister she doesn't need to stuff her bra? Oh. It was very <laughs> obvious out in the audience. Why is she stuffing her bra? There's a stuffing. lot of young people here, and we really want the young people to learn to be confident in their own self-image. Yeah, and and to, to try and raise her bra cup size in front of it, it was very embarrassing. Would you tell her? The now this is the bad thing, right? <laughs> it was the first night of a weekend youth event. We had to come back the second night, the second <laughs> night, and face all and the face teams the who think that thinking, you're a stuffer. I'm yeah, a stuffer. bra stuffer with the neon light. Showing like the little rags sticking out, like, you could tell like she really ridiculously tried. stuffed like a kindergarten girl. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah. yeah, like mosquito bite kindergarten Tina. So don't just think that Serena Pearl have always like had <sighs> any. Well, we've we've always actually saw ourselves as really the the failures, right? Yeah, we did have that mentality for a long time. I think after the music industry world but we were just very very happy to go home and be mothers because I started having two and three children on the road and it was hard like Serene said you know going 19 hours and you got babies and in a van it was never we never got to the stage where you had your own tour bus or anything well, and I feel but, would oh, you like seltzer water or would you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> no we didn't have that yeah go well you were 
like your mother, always when I met you, this was after considering lilies, and you both seem to just really be passionate about the message of motherhood and the identity of being a mom and the success that every woman can And we did. And we felt very successful in our motherhood. We just loved it, embraced it. So I wouldn't say we still had this urge to be in the public eye at all. It was, for us, it wasn't there. We, but we did always share with Overflow, whatever, you know, whatever we'd learned or something, we'd just gather together with other women, you know, on the hilltop or whatever and just share. Yeah, right. And um, so that was sort of our overflow. And and on the side, we still continued our music, but we just did like lullaby albums or albums on family or whatever we were doing. And Marriage. we just did it on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we continued just, and that was overflow. That wasn't like, let's go out and, you know, get famous. That was just right. like, okay, we write a song. Let's record the song. Something like that. Yeah. Never really knowing what would happen with Trim Healthy. We were content, I think. Would you say, Actually Serene? too content because when we... When the business started growing, yeah, it was almost uncomfortable for us because we're like, "Whoa, well, we didn't sign up for this." Yeah, yeah, we're not trying to have forty-hour work weeks. Yes, no, we didn't. So, with the dream, I think there was always a dream inside us to help people. Though, yes. loved, yes. loved yes. helping and, yes. and imparting any any revelation that was given to us. I, I loved sharing it with others and um and then you know we went through all those talk about failures of diets too i mean that's how trim healthy mama started yeah like if we if i hadn't been a raw food nazi like a raw food person who was just so dogmatic and strict about stuff that didn't even work in the end i don't think we would even be here we wouldn't be here serene if i had not been you know a vegan for 12 years and messed up my cycles and you know, got low on irons that I could barely walk. <laughs> if all my we teeth hadn't crumbled here. out of my mouth because of my veganism and nursing around the clock, we wouldn't <laughs> be here. No, I mean, sometimes your failures set you up for if amazing things. If I had been things. a bloated goat for seven years with this huge extended stomach of roughage, Hashtag we wouldn't be here. bloated goat. <laughs> no, I mean, so it's not just, I mean, I don't know. You know, when you talk about dreams, it's like, keep your dream, keep fighting for your dream. I say, no, keep fighting for something that you can bring to the world that's going to change the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You and know, that might be in your home. Yeah. And, and Maybe it might it's on a be small abroad. scale. You just never know. Yeah, I, I, to add, I think it's always good as well to reassess, like give yourself permission to reassess your, quote, dreams. Because five years ago, the things I dreamed about, I wanted to be on the road as a drummer. Right. I remember that phase, Danny. I remember Danny. it, Dan yeah. You were going to move to the country and be this country father with your your you know your woodwork tools in your basement yeah. and being the man, apprenticing yes. his sons as carpenters. And, and then, then on the weekends. And then you got of drumming dream and then it was all over. No, literally, my whole, like, in my wood shop with my sons thing completely came to a close in my heart. It wasn't my, quote, dream anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I dreamed of being on the road playing drums with bands in Nashville. And I'm so glad that mm-hmm. that did not work out. And it's not that it, it could have worked. I simply yeah. reassessed my goals and went, you know, for the pay, I don't, for any pay, I just don't want to be on the road all the time and away from at this point in my kid's life, mm-hmm. you know? And so it wasn't, so it's not that I gave my dream up. It's that I got new dreams. Mm-hmm. My dreams matured. New priorities. Pre- matured. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so that's the thing when people are, sometimes people feel like failures, like, like, um, 
gosh, I've been at this 10 years and I just, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not bringing you joy and your your priorities have changed, it's okay to have new dreams. Let me talk about something, Danny, because it's right there on what you're you're touching on. Face in the microphone, face. Thank Siri. you, big sister. Mike it felt face. like we're back on the road. Yeah. Like, you know, like giving oh, me the little. Speaking of the road, she was terrible. Okay, I had to do every sound check. Every, I mean, a talk about she'd never show up for any practices, you know, beforehand. It's just like Serene being Serene. You know how she shows up here? I don't really she care about this. You're like no, the manager. So I'm the one that had to do the mic check, the sound check, make sure everything was. She's the artist diva. She's Pearl like, still, well, I, I hope still. that you're walking out of it. I don't want to like speak it over you, mm. but you've been having, ever since the road, you have nightmares a couple of times a week. Road of, nightmares. Yeah. You no, still no, have a couple road times nightmares. a night. Yeah. A couple times a I'm night? on stage and my we are and my guitar is completely out of tune and I cannot tune it. Oh, or yes. I've forgotten lyrics to songs. Yes. The next song I don't know what it is. Do I know what it is? Th- those mares. sorts of things. Yeah, yeah I used I used to have the same except mm-hmm. my uh, drums were all spread out, not set up, and they were, <laughs> and they were counting the song off. One, <laughs> two, three. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, that's so funny. Hey, you're listening to the party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> This is The Party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right. It's P-O-D-D-Y. We're talking about dreams. And, you know, let me be a bit vulnerable here and talk about my dreams a little bit. Things that I had. Fairy tale dreams of, you know, Sam and I met and fell in love for so many reasons. One of the major reasons was our love for family. And we knew we wanted a big family. When I was a little six-year-old girl, the more babies I could set up on my little park bench, the happier I was. The dolls. Uh, yeah, the dolls and the teddy bears. I, I've been a, a mother heart since I was two. Like, that's that's what thrills me, you know, having na- uh, hanging diapers on the line, you know, the, the, the cloth ones. I mean, <laughs> I just could really dig all that. And Sam was just like, he just loved children. And so we, we had this heart to adopt. And we had this fairy tale idea of what that would be like and, mm. and you know, just, oh, love is big enough to overcome and this is going to be fantastic. And then this dream explodes before our eyes and it becomes like a huge failure in our in our hearts. Like, After you did adopt five. No, yeah, f- um, six children. Right. For the record. Um, we, d- we have five now of those six because one was readopted and has a different last name now and everything. But anyway, it blew up in our face, that whole dream, and it looked like such a failure. Mm. It looked like such a failure to the point where we're like, God, why did you call us to this when it just it ended with such broken hearts and nothing? There's nothing to show for it, nothing. Like there's, they're not in our lives. We don't – I mean, we didn't talk to – my best friend, oldest daughter, for over five years. Like, so we were like, big F for failure, right? But those times that we went through that looked so tumultuous and they were so filled with the stormy winds, oh my goodness, have brought such a deeper relationship in those children now. Mm. It's no longer failure. Sila, my eldest daughter, we, her and I are the are so close. The other children who we went through such um, hard times with, we have a depth of our relationship because of those rocky times that that has made it so much more of a, a colorful, uh, more a rooted relationship. My my relationship with my husband that almost just being vulnerable again, mm-hmm. we've never thought about anything in our lives, but just the 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 intensity of all that we went through it caused us to have some mm. some fights and I remember throwing my wedding ring across the floor and saying I can't take it anymore like just you know and it wasn't that I didn't love him it was just that 
I felt like there was just so much, so much going on. But but through all that, my husband and I, we look back and we're like, wow, I see something in you. I see a depth. I see a, a lasting of of um, love. I see an integrity in you. I see the inside of you. Like through the pain, we took a tour of each other, of who our characters really were. Like like before, I may have known him and and loved him very in a surface level, even though I thought I loved him deep. But when we went through the storm, I loved him to the depth, the depth, the depth, because I saw inside of him. I saw the strengths that, and I saw the the weaknesses too that that became stronger through it. All I'm trying to say is what could be your greatest failure, and, and maybe it's still a failure to you right now. Maybe you've still got a big F over it. It can be bring you into such a better place in your life and it can turn into the most beautiful dream that's not the fairy tale look but it's so much better than a fairy tale mm. and John you were talking beforehand when we were discussing should we take this question and you said something that just blew Pearl and I away you wanna- and I'd love for you to share it I'll steal your mic Serene so Tim our producer doesn't have to do another track um, yeah hey real quick though before I get into that Pearl, when you were saying uh, telling Charlie's story, mm-hmm. it struck me because I have the exact opposite story. Really? Like from the age of 10, I was standing on my bed being a rock star, having the records on, going through pantomime. And in my own head, I was on stage at Madison Square Gardens. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Just like Charlie knew right. exactly what he wanted to do. And I ended up getting it. Like right. I ended up getting that life. Like I got, I got the record deals, yeah. and I got to go on tour, and I got, I got to be in the, in you know, in the presence of who I idolized musically and all of that. And when I got it, I realized I didn't want it hmm. at all. Amazing. Like I actually quit it. Yeah. I, I was like, man, this is not what. I, it, was, it was weird. It was weird. I yeah. wanted something so bad, but then when I got it, I, I didn't want it at all. Like passionately didn't want it. So, anyway, yeah, interesting, interesting to know that part of Charlie. Yeah. He yeah, I is, guess I've never shared that with yeah. you before. But anyways, no, I was I was just saying like my um <clears throat> man, what I was my biggest failure, one of the biggest things that I'm ashamed of is is I have a I've got two two sons. One just turned 21 and uh one is 13, two boys. And um my oldest son um is from a previous marriage. Um 4 days shy of 15 years. And that marriage came to an end and I I I just can't. I, I still. It's hard to even say that. Like I I, I don't like that. That's in my past, at mm. all. Huge failure. Don't even like to admit it. Can't believe I'm doing this on a podcast. But um, had that not happened, all that ugliness, all that pain, it it led me directly into mm. where I'm now. With I like my wife Dawn is my like. It's it's almost like she, she, she I, she's so much more than a wife. She's so much mm. more than a friend. Like we literally have a true partnership, yeah. In every sense of the word, and um and she, and oddly enough, she was a friend of mine, like completely platonic. Neither of us had even thought of mm-hmm. of anything while I was going through all that ugliness. Um, least likely, like I'd never in a million <laughs> years would have said, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna end up together." Yeah. But she was also going through a really right. horrible thing. And we kind of just went through our horrible things at the same time, came out of the, the, the other end of that. And it was just through that that like, gosh, if, if I hadn't have gone through that divorce, I, I wouldn't experience what I'm experiencing right now, which is like I'm going through life with, with literally my other half. 
yeah. a lot of people use that in terms of their spouse, but she really is my other half. And we have a, a, a beautiful son, Reagan, because of that. And it just, just out of all that ugliness yeah. came every ounce of happiness that I have right now. Every, every, bit, every, every bit of happiness that I enjoy all stems from the fact that I start and end every day with my partner and my family. And, mm. and, but that family wouldn't have even happened if my yeah. biggest failure and shame wouldn't happen. I think so many people can relate to what you're saying. I think a very important thing to do is redefine the word failure. Because we use that word to describe an event happening that didn't happen the way we pictured it happening. Mm. And so we've made up a word called failure. But, I mean, to fail is like a life indictment. I mean, that word should be reserved for like, you lived your whole life shooting people and then died. <laughs> like, that's failure. You know, but to do something and it not look like what you initially thought it would look like cannot be called failure. That's called life. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're, again, to your question, Anonymous, how do you, you know, stay focused on your dreams? How do you, or how do you bring your dreams to fruition? I think one thing we've said is, first of all, um, you know, really, really take an honest look about what your quote dream is in the yeah. first place. You know, mm -hmm. is it a thing you know, to, to, uh, is, is it, is it more of a fantasy? You know, is it more of a story you need to write, <laughs> you know, or is it something that you, is it a burning message that you want to bring to the world? Yeah. And is the world going to find value in that message? And does, do people need desperately to hear it? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what, that's the only reason I'm currently writing a book is I, I never thought a bill, like authors were kind of like nerds to me. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm a nerdy author sitting around and they're, you know, having their coffee and smoking their cigarettes and like writing and being all dramatic. I just didn't identify <laughs> with my view of what an author was. And so, you know, it's like, but, I, but, you know, so I think that's one. And then another thing I would add is, um, since you're going to do over and over a thing that you might call failure. Okay. What I would like to redefine that as is, is called the process. Yeah. The process feels like failure when you're going through it. It didn't happen the way you pictured, but that's called the process. And so whatever you're doing, it's got to be something that's burning in you because there's a 15, 20, 30, sometimes decades of process to get to what you're calling your dream. So, so the dream, the dream thing is literally this end c running across the finish line. And now you're in whatever mm -hmm. you're picturing and as you your dream. you don't even know what it is going to be. And, no, and the dream no. could be, it's so, di you know, and what we think in our heads, because what we're doing now with this message in Trim Healthy Mama, certainly. I pinch myself now and it feels like a dream. It's much bigger it's a, than it's what we could have dreamed yes. us because. Yeah. But I would never have dreamed this. No, I wouldn't be, have. Dreamed. My dream no. would be just hanging diapers on the line and making yeah. the homemade bread, and you know, and and. But it's so it is it's so much better. And you know, I I look at I bring this back to failure with eating, and and you know, Serene, we shared about our failures with that. And, but like you said, Danny, if we hadn't all of us experienced that and come from failure after failure after diet, like I just can't get this right, and binge and purge, and let's try another one, we wouldn't be here doing this all together we wouldn't i mean so don't look at those past 
failed. He's like, okay, I tried Atkins. I already tried low carb. I tried, I tried everything. I tried calorie and counting, and I'm 50 pounds heavier than my high back then. So don't. Hey, that's just that's just getting you from there to here, baby. Yeah. Hey, listen, if Danny hadn't failed at sales. He wouldn't be sitting here being oh. a podcast superstar. <laughs> if you hadn't failed at our wholesale. Talk sales, about it. <laughs> I'm hey, but listen. Hey, well, well. Also, we just tried to figure out where to put Danny. I and feel an unction in this room right now. Hey, and listen, if I hadn't failed like last week in being a nutty, bready, cheesy every night at midnight, mm. I wouldn't have such a firm conviction about how awful that is and how I don't want to do it again. Yeah. Like I, I got, I'm actually stronger than I was before because before I thought, oh, that's not going to feel good. Now I know it feels disgusting. Yeah. I have a stronger sense. The <laughs> other thing is I want to say, God brings beauty out of the ashes. Oh, but yeah. But in the fact that we've been talking about failures, let's not worship them. God mm. doesn't bring us our failures. He doesn't say... I want to take them through that failure because they'll learn that lesson and they'll become stronger then. No, he doesn't want us to. But if we cling to him, we will get stronger. We will learn all these amazing things. But we could also get bitter. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's not God giving us these issues. I want to be clear on that. Yeah, because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from above. And then it says the devil goes around seeking whom he may devour. Look at the contrast there. Right. So, you know, we live in this crazy wild world where things happen but and the bible says to lead us out of temptations and deliver us from all evil so we don't want to worship um failure but we want to say hey it happens because we're human but guess what let's bring the beauty out of ashes because god wants us to he wants us to cling to him and see what we can learn through them and guess what then they're not failures anymore then there were platforms for things that are so much deeper and bigger and better yeah or call yeah Definitely redefine it, like call it stepping stones, call it platforms, call it the process, Mm -hmm. you know, come up with, that's such a great thing to do is to put a new name on what you used to call failure. From now on, start talking about the stepping stone you just did. Amen. I think that the the worst thing one can do, and we started our very first Trim Healthy Mama book with this scenario, actually, you know, of someone who is so done. And you can take this in all facets of life, but let's look at it in the way, you know, our eating and our health and our weight. Someone is so done. They are so tired of the conflicting and confusing information about, is it keto? Is it intermittent fasting? No, it's not. It's a raw-based diet. Hold on. Let's go vegan. What about blood type diet? And I have to do okay. a cleanse every six oh, months. Okay. You, you come to this point. You're like, I'm so done. I Forget about it. Hand me a donut. I don't care anymore. Okay. So then you come to this place. You're like a car and you just drive off the side of the road. Stop. Sorry. I, I can't do it anymore. But, you know, where does that, that car, when we describe that car, it gets stagnant. Something's going to rust. The wheels are going to fall off. You know, you're going to see the grass grow around it. It's a scary place to be on the side of the road. How about you just drive in a different direction? Yeah. In a direction that's going to lead you into freedom. I love and it. And so don't get bitter during the, you know, we call them failures, but during the face plants, let's just call them face plants, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I relate to that. Don't let that say, okay, my life is just pretty ruined. Don't stay in the mop closet yeah. with Pearl and I. <laughs> we had Cafe to get out of the mop night. closet. So what if you failed all those diets? So, you know, if so maybe you got a divorce when you thought you never would. So, you know, so many things can happen. Like Serene shared that story of what she thought would be a beautiful time of adopting children. It is more beautiful now. If I had just read the fairy tale story, 
that would have been okay if I'd say if I'd just read what I dreamed and it was in a book I'd be like oh nice story but if I had read a story about actually what went on and the beauty that is now I would have been weeping and saying that was epic everybody's gonna see it it's gonna change your life because oh my goodness I I didn't and I wrote a song about it once and I can't remember the line I wish I could but it was about how I never knew that the horizon could look like this yeah I never knew. And you know what I love about your story, Serene? You know, I look at Sila, your oldest, and, you know, you, you guys went through a rough time. I mean, you were young, right? But you yes. had a heart of love. But she, she'd she been through war. She was ready to – I mean, she carried a knife, let me tell you. I mean, she was just ready to fight. She came here a fighter, right? And, you know, I look at her now, a beautiful mother – of children and full circle adopted children. She went back to Liberia where Serene adopted her from and adopted others. She is living this beautiful full cycle of redemptive love, living it out for people to see. And it didn't get there easy. And I want to say this. And it didn't get there quickly. Pearl (laughs) said, you know, the rusty car on the side of the road, that's a dangerous place to be. And she said, you just got to, you just got to go, go in a different direction Let's never go backwards because mm. I love that scripture in the Bible that says, and I can't quote it perfectly, but neither death nor life nor, uh, you know, things above or things yeah, below or um, the, the, the present or things to come can separate you from the love of the Lord. But do you know what it leaves out? The past, because yeah. the past can separate you. If you keep looking back at your failures and calling them failures and saying, look, 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 look. You can't experience his love because all you experience is an unforgiveness and a bitterness that he's not wanting you to have. It's what you're holding on to, but we have to let go. Let's not look back. Always look ahead. It doesn't matter. Let's not be perfectionist because we're human Mm -hmm. and the past is under the cross. That's yeah. the whole good news. The whole gospel is it's gone. <laughs> I love it, Serene. And you know, I, 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 we opened and we talked about my husband. He won't care because you share this. Hey, I shared you that. I threw my wedding ring across the floor. I haven't I shared that with anybody oh, but Big Sis. Up. Nobody but you yeah. haven't said that with my I mom know. and dad. So now, hey, welcome 100,000 people that are going to hear it back? this week. No, but I put no. it on that night. Just don't worry about she it. She put it back on. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to say this. When my husband was in those years of bitterness at the dream that didn't come through, he didn't go anywhere either. I mean, it was just like yeah. there was no going for. There was just like this yeah. bitterness of I'm angry and I'm stoned. There's no here. dream pursuit. There, there's happening. just it was just okay. Forget everything then, you know, and and then and, until he let that go and he's like, hey, where do you want me to go from here? And so we all have to come to that place. Okay, so that didn't work out quite the way I wanted it, but where do you want me to go from here? Because I know it's going to be so awesome and I know it's going to be full redemption. It's going to look like Serene said much more epic and that is how it's been in our lives and continues to be well and this is why what you're saying is so powerful we actually give meaning to life events events just happen mm-hmm. okay event think about that though something happens the record deal cancels the um, the house falls through the the two thousand dollar camera you bought for your photography dream has you left it in the rain and you don't have another two thousand your tractor is stolen leslie <laughs> your tractor gets Poor stolen something stolen. happens and so what we then do, our default, is to give that meaning. We say, oh, well, it must mean this, or, or um, if I guess it wasn't meant to be, or destiny, or we just start to create all of these meanings, and those meanings lead us to our next steps. So what if you could create- What if you could? insanely positive meanings for each and every one. Like you're talking, like you Mm. see now, you know the end of the story. You go, oh, that face plant, 
meant I wrote a book called Trim Healthy Mama. Mm, and yeah. so what like what and if- like 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 John, that divorce and he, he doesn't even believe in divorce. He's like, no, this is a covenant, you yeah. know. That this that he's his whole mindset is like that, but he's like, but that divorce led me to a a marriage that I appreciate and I right. can I know what I have here because yeah. of what I experienced before. Yeah. So basically it was a revelation of what true love is. Right. And let's say if John this where you're going with this, Danny. If John could have in the courtroom given a new meaning to what was happening during that horrific process, he would begin laughing. He would start going, oh, this is how I'm going to meet Don and I'm going to have my uh, my second born son who will exist (laughs) in our in our life. And the beautiful thing that's coming out of this, all of a sudden it would he would be like someone who's seen the end of the movie. Right. And so if you've already seen the end of the movie and in the and the end of the movie is and they lived happily ever after and they went on to do epic things and the real dreams rather than the faux presenting dreams they mm-hmm. thought they wanted have now come right. to pass your failures it's, and your face plants yeah, would be so these true. beautiful uh, antagonistic and parts I, of the I, movie i, I want to say this danny we, we need to leave because we're going on but i want to say this to end it you know things just because you see something massive take off like what serena and i have seen you know with trim healthy mama doesn't mean life just is rosy 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 i mean this we still walk through yeah. through doors and face plant yeah. let's say mm-hmm. i mean you know, we don't know what God wants, but we'll give it our all. But like, we're doing a radio show, right? We've been working at this for two years. We've poured hundreds of thousand dollars of the and money hours into and this. Hours and hours, hours and hours and hours and hours. You know, radio stations have picked up, but it wasn't how we dreamed it, was it, Serene? We were going to go on them within three months would be yeah. pretty much nationwide. Massive Everyone radio would be hearing exposure. Us, yeah. Our right. show. Instead, we have to go to radio events and sell ourselves, and maybe people don't want us, and a few shows are picking us up. You mean but the process? The process, but guess what? Uh, because of all we've been through, I look at that and think, if this is a little face plant, yippee, because it means there's something else. Hey, it's either going to go. It's going to be some hilarious memories for us it's to look back be on. So, we had great times Danny, with Danny recording and, and, and John after hour and Leslie and just cementing our relationships. What's going to come out of this? Maybe our radio show will go huge. There is still that. I mean, actually, you know, people say, no, wait, girls, it's coming. Or there are amazing things that have come come out of it, even though they don't look like what we yeah. thought they'd be. Yeah, yeah, maybe it fails and it makes room for, now we have time for our TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, and uh, may I say a closing comment? Yeah, you may, yeah. mate. I, I just, I just want to talk about um, uh, the, the idea of taking action. You know, if you have a dream you want to bring to fruition, that's your original question, Anonymous. How do I bring my dreams to fruition? Once you've done all the things we've talked about, right? Like get your perspective right and and assess, you know, uh, what it is you're after in the first place. If if you've decided, I want this more than anything and I'm mature now and I know it's right and I, I just, I just, I don't know what to do. Know this. Everybody else that's doing what you're pic- what you're picturing, you because you see people who are do- doing it out there. There was a point in their life they didn't know what to do either. But what they started doing is not only believing that they could do it. That's that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. But taking action steps um, every day, every week towards those things. If you'll really do it, mm-hmm. if you'll put all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength towards a thing, you will for sure get it. Oh yeah. So be encouraged in that. You know, if it's really something honorable and, and you know, 
and maybe that's assessing the difference between a hobby and a career. You know, if it's a hobby, well, then just start doing it. Mm. If it's something you want to monetize, man, make sure that it's bringing people tremendous value rather than just waving your little banner and, hey, support me, support Mm. me, pick me because you're my friend. No, no. Bring tremendous value to the world and they will beat your door down to pay you for it. Love that, Dan. good, Danny. What have you could? Hey, we will see you guys next week. Peace, kids. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>